Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. If you visit the town of Sterling, Massachusetts today, you'll find a small copper statue of a woolly little creature meant to be a replica of the original lamb that followed nine-year-old Mary Sawyer to school in 1815. Below the statue is a plaque inscribed with the famous opening verse and an inscription. Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. John Ralstone. So who exactly was Mary Sawyer, and who was this John Ralstone who allegedly wrote the original poem? According to a 60-page book titled The Story of Mary and Her Little Lamb, and published in 1928 by none other than Carmogel Henry Ford, more on that later, Mary Sawyer was a typical New England schoolgirl who nursed a starving lamb back to health, winning a lifelong friend. In this book, an adult Sawyer recounted, I got the lamb warm by wrapping it in an old garment and holding it in my arms beside the fireplace. In the morning, much to my girlish delight, it could stand, and from that time it improved rapidly. It soon learned to drink milk, and from the time it would walk about, it would follow me anywhere if I only called it. The book's behind-the-music story of the song explains that before leaving for school one morning, Sawyer whistled for the lamb and it came faithfully trotting over, at which point her brother Nat suggested, let's take the lamb to school with us. She tried to hide the lamb in a basket under her chair, but it was discovered when she stood up to recite a lesson and the fluffy critter started to bleat. Her teacher, Polly Kimball, laughed outright, which caused Sawyer some embarrassment, so she took the lamb out to a shed until school was over for the day. John Ralstone was a local boy preparing for college who happened to be visiting the Old Red Schoolhouse that day and was, according to Sawyer, very much pleased with the incident of the lamb. So Ralstone went home, wrote a three-stanza poem, and returned the next day on horseback to hand-deliver the original verses of Mary Had a Little Lamb to Sawyer herself. Or so the story goes in Sterling, Massachusetts. Meanwhile, in Newport, New Hampshire, the folks celebrate hometown hero Sarah Josepha Hale as the author of this beloved nursery rhyme. Hale is also famous for her role in creating the modern American Thanksgiving via a long-running letter campaign to five U.S. presidents. As a young poet and writer, Hale moved to Boston in 1828 to become the editor of the first women's magazine in the United States, later known as Goody's Ladies Book. It was in Boston that Hale met Lowell Mason, a young musician and composer intent on bringing music education into America's public schools. Mason and Hale shared the belief that simple children's poems set to music could be used to teach good Christian morals to kids that would help them grow into productive and upright citizens. At Mason's request, Hale wrote a short book of 15 poems called Poems for Our Children, which was published in 1830. Mason then wrote simple melodies to accompany each poem, including the six-verse poem then known as Mary's Lamb. Interestingly, the tune Mason wrote for Mary's Lamb, which was included in his 1831 book, Juvenile Liar, likely the first public school songbook, sounds nothing like the melody we know today. That melody was borrowed later from the chorus of a popular minstrel show song called Goodnight Ladies. So, which story is true? Sawyer claimed that the first three verses of Hale's poem were identical to the one written by young John Ralstone, although the piece of paper gifted to Sawyer had long since disappeared. And Ralstone tragically died while a freshman at Harvard, so he wasn't around to corroborate. When Hale's version was included in school readers nationwide in the 1850s, Sawyer assumed that the author had simply expanded on Ralstone's original three verses. But Hale denied ever seeing another version of Mary Had a Little Lamb and swore she had conjured the story wholly from her imagination. 
Both Sawyer and Hale signed letters and sworn statements in their old age, Hale just days before her death in 1889, professing that they were telling the truth of the origin of what had already become a classic nursery rhyme. Enter Henry Ford. After both of the women were long gone, automobile magnate Henry Ford stepped into the fray. In 1927, he took up the cause of Mary Sawyer, moving the wooden frame of Mary's original red schoolhouse from Sterling, Massachusetts to the nearby town of Sudbury, where Ford owned an inn. And then in 1928, he published the aforementioned book, which gives Ralph Stone full credit for the original verses and asked why a respected local woman who served as a matron of the local hospital would make up such a wild story and repeat it her entire life. Hale's defenders ask the same question. Sandra Sonicson, volunteer archivist of the Sarah J. Hale Collection at the Richards Free Library in Newport, New Hampshire, writing for the library's website, said, The story of Mary Sawyer implies that somehow Sarah Hale came across this never-published schoolhouse poem and plagiarized it. How could she have come across it? Henry Ford's book explains that the two towns where Sawyer and Hale lived were close to each other. They are 90 miles apart over the most direct route that would have been followed in 1815. Henry had not yet invented the automobile, so the distance was considerable. In a Baltimore Sun story from 1998 about the ongoing feud between Sterling, Massachusetts and Newport, New Hampshire, a Hale supporter and Newport librarian weighed in. Let's face it, Henry Ford made good cars. I don't think he's a good historian. Today's episode was written by Dave Ruse and produced by Tyler Klang. Brain Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other surprising controversies, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.